I mean, it's so bad with the buffalo that now we have to serve chicken at Buffalo restaurants. <laughs> buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it, it doesn't make sense. I know. It's just like... So that's just a f- part of the fall. Just Hopefully in the new heavens and the new earth, Buffalo Wild Wings will literally serve <laughs> Buffalo. buffalo. Wings. <laughs> um, I like their chicken. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> Buffalo's good. But in all of God's plan, I think we see part of the plan unfolding really quickly where if you ask the question, like, why did he form him out of dust? Well, part of that plan is because he's going to return to it. And you say, but yeah, but when he created man, he created him not to die. But, but he was going to sin. Like sin was, sin was going to happen. Sin was there. And because of sin, there was going to be death and you were going to go back into the ground there. Like we, like we see that you're going back to be dust. Welcome to Pastors of the Roundtable. It's good to be with you. I've got a group of guys around the table with me sitting here together. This is the Discipleship Podcast of Monroe Missionary Baptist Church and is brought to you by Together in Christ, the teaching ministry of MBC of Monroe, Michigan. Our goal together is to encourage thoughtful discussion about the Christian faith and connect you to the people and the ministries of MMBC. Sitting around the table with me today is uh, Pastor Tim Michelangeli, lead pastor here, Scott Slater, family pastor, Matt Bates, music and media pastor, my name is Spencer Snow, I'm the discipleship pastor here at the church. Um, you guys doing good today? I'm just sitting here in the junk drawer. Just sitting here? Uh, <laughs> hey. Inside joke. Inside joke, yeah. Okay. Um, just a joke. <laughs> it's just a throwaway joke. <laughs> yeah. oh, Okay, um, today uh, on Pastors of the Roundtable, we want to talk about a question that I got in my email from uh, someone in our church, and I I wanted to uh, talk about it today on the podcast. Um, there's some good, uh, big topics here that I think would be helpful for us to cover and to talk about, think about, um, reflect upon um, as we... Uh, as we uh, examine these questions. The, the question they sent me, um, I'm going to put it here, is this. Uh, God made everything out of nothing, right? Why then did he make man out of his creation, the dust of the earth, and woman from the man? Why not just speak them into being? So this question deals with uh, a lot of topics from the creation narrative from Genesis 1 and 2, and there's a lot of other parts of Scripture that talk about these topics and the issues that are being addressed here um, about creation. And creation is a very important topic, and I think we're seeing it its importance, uh, particularly in our own day and age. We can see how applicable it is with questions of identity, questions of who, of who am I, where did I come from, what's my purpose in life. A lot of those things come from creation, actually, why God made the world what he made, why he made it, how he made it, um, all sorts of issues like that. Uh, so let's, tie, let's dive in right away and ask this uh, question and to, to, to reflect upon it. God made everything out of nothing. Um, what does it mean that God made everything out of nothing? And what is no thing? It means he made everything out of nothing. Okay. There was nothing here, and he made everything. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Next. <laughs> I think it is hard to think through, honestly, and even define, because 
One of the gifts that God has given us is to be able to create as well, but we can't create from nothing, mm -hmm. right? But He's given us imaginations. He's given us creativity. <clears throat> you know, I was doing, uh, uh, we were doing Bible story with the kids a few nights ago with that book that we have here at the church. Mm -hmm. What's it called? I always forget. Exploring the Bible. Exploring the Bible, yeah, together. And it's made a big impact on you. I can't remember the yeah. name ever. <laughs> always the case. Very simple thing to do with your family, right? And we read, we read about God creating animals and God creating these things. And I remember the question that you asked to the kids was, what does this tell us about God that he created so many things? And, you know, the kids say answers. But what we're looking for is that God is creative. Like he made mm -hmm. all kinds of flowers. He made all mm -hmm. kinds of animals. He did all these things. And God has given that to us too, like this mm -hmm. creativity thing. Um, but when I was talking to the kids, I remember telling them, but isn't it interesting, like in all the movies, anything sci-fi, all this stuff, when they try to create like new worlds and new things, there's always, it looks like stuff here already. Like they right. have mouths to talk or noses to smell or they have ears or they have hands and mm -hmm. arms. They just might be blue now or they have, right. you know, they or they add extra hands and like... There's nothing really that new. And the reason for that, we're not creative enough, though, like God, to create out of nothing. We can't do it. We mm. have to do it from this framework mm -hmm. that's here already. Yeah. And that's not the case for God. So to ask me the question, what is nothing? Any human, I think, that tries to answer that really can't. We just don't have that framework. But God is big enough and grand enough that literally from nothing, from no light, from no darkness, from no time, from no anything. Mm -hmm. Or space. Space, yeah. When we, yeah. When we right. tend to think of nothing, we no think atoms, of beings, mm -hmm. nowhere Elements. Right. in space, but that's still somewhere. That assumes right. a location. Yeah, yeah. it assumes right. that there is a location there's to be. Yeah. Even though there's no physical matter, yeah. there's still maybe energy or heat yeah. or something right. like that. It's like, no, it's there's... There's no planets or stars in the sky to Either. determine your coordination. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's uh, time and space don't exist. Yeah. You know? And so from out of that, which isn't a that, <laughs> uh -huh. God created. And that's what we mean, I guess, out of right. nothing. Uh -huh. So was there anything <clears throat> alongside of God whenever he made stuff? I mean, we could talk about Son. Trinity. Yeah. We could talk well, about I mean, Trinity. Oh, yeah. Son and the Spirit, yeah. Right, yeah. The no, three, right, no. The Trinity I mean, was there, but... Yeah. Well, they were still beings. They're still spiritual beings. There's one being. Yeah. yeah three God. persons. Yeah. That's, God, right. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't know if you meant like angelic beings Yeah, or that's what I thought you meant. No, because he created those. Right, two. right. That's what I, I just didn't know. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but you're... I mean, like, so other than God, there was nothing. Right. I mean... And we think about God having to inhabit some kind of space. He doesn't inhabit space. Right. He doesn't need to. Yeah. He doesn't inhabit time. Mm -hmm. He made time. Yep. Mm -hmm. All constraints that we have imposed upon us, like time, space, um, they don't apply to God. That's why we talk about him being eternal. So it's not simply saying, when we say God's eternal, we're not simply saying that he's lived for a really long time. We're saying he is outside of time. And mm -hmm. when we're saying he's infinite, we're saying he cannot be, he's, he's not capable of being right. bound by space. Mm -hmm. Right, right. You, you just. And that would be the big trouble, right? Not to go into too long of a talk about this, but like with evolution, Big Bang, those types of talks where they're trying to figure out how everything was created. Mm -hmm. There's no way for nothing to create mm -hmm. something because then there has to be something, even then, you know, with Big Bang, right. particles right. or mm -hmm. something came together. Well, where'd those come from? 
Right. right. Where did this come from? Right. How did this happen? Sure. Or even laws of nature that exist. Like, there are no laws of nature because there is no nature. Right. Hmm. And so I'm not smart enough necessarily to know what all has gone into uh, science and with all that. Or maybe someone listening would say, yeah, he's an idiot. We've already talked. Maybe they've got to there to try to answer some of those mm. questions. It just seems, though, to me, like we could keep going, well, then where did that come you just from? Keep, you're just kicking the can yeah, back. Where did that come from? Yeah. Where did that come from? Where did that come mm-hmm. from? Well, scientists today, I mean, they would teach like that they, that like a Big Bang did, like there was nothing, but they don't really mean nothing in the sense that we're talking mm, about right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because there are, there is still energy, there is still mm-hmm. laws of nature that exist. <clears throat> right. And so, like, that's why I said that. And so, like, if you mm-hmm. were to watch, like, a documentary, a scientific documentary on like space or something mm-hmm. like they'll talk about that. Yeah. And they'll say that there wasn't anything, but they don't really mean that mm. in the same sense that we do as we're talking about it mm-hmm. because there clearly was something. Right. Because yeah. something had to happen to spark this bang that all of a sudden brings in right. all this matter and energy and these laws that we know, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. they don't mean the same thing that we do. They're yeah. assuming that the laws were, the laws existed before. Things started. There had to be something yeah. to cause. Yeah. Something caused right. things to happen. Right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. And again, that's beyond my pay grade. But I mean, right. I think of it kind of like this. This mathematical problem has always been very intriguing to me. But the whole idea that there's always a half point. Hmm. And so if I if I shoot a gun at the wall and the wall's ten feet, eventually the bullet has to hit five feet and then two and a half feet. Hmm. Well, if you keep doing that, the bullet never hits the wall. Because there's always a half point, hmm. right? That could go on forever. There's hmm. always a half, a half, a half. But we know in reality, the bullet hits the wall. Hmm. And yeah. so it kind of messes up that whole everything has a half point thing because eventually it like busts through the half point. Again, scientists might have an answer for this that I haven't, haven't studied. I just always found it intriguing. Mm-hmm. intriguing. Right. Our answer with creation is, because like you said, we can keep kicking the can. Well, what created that? Well, what made energy? Well, what made this? Well, what made this? We keep kicking. It's like the halfway thing that, right. to me, science... We'll never hit the wall. They're never sure. going to hit the wall. For us as Christians, we're fine saying the bullet hit the wall, right? <laughs> yeah, and it's fine for us to say there was God. Yeah, God mm. spoke, and He spoke, <laughs> right, and created. Could you think of a less violent metaphor to talk about a Nerf gun? Bullet? You take a Nerf, a Nerf, a Nerf gun, a Nerf gun. Right. Or a little, you throw or, uh, something in your a, junk drawer. Just a just a little marshmallow falling. When to you the throw floor. your piece of paper in the garbage, it does hit the garbage. Hopefully, okay. if you have think of less violent analogies, Sorry. please. Um, I just always heard it as a gun, so that's why I said it. <laughs> of course, you would hear it. So God spoke matter into existence. Right? It was not around. Matter is not eternal. So there's not just this. There wasn't this Plato that God just had sitting there mm-hmm. in this floating space and God said, you know what? I'm going to do something with it today. Right. Um, right. Matter is not eternal with God. God spoke and created the world. We read about in uh, Hebrews 11:3. by faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. Romans 4.17 talks about God who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. So God takes things from non-existence into a state of existing. Now, God has never moved from a state of non-existence to a state of existence. Mm -hmm. He is pure act, fully in motion divine um this is just something really hard for us to comprehend 
Because mm-hmm. even in like science classes, you're taught that, you know, when something changes, it's just changing its property or, or not its property, its state, mm. like, like ice and water and right. And gas, you know, vapor. Right. like, like when things, uh, like when wood burns up, the wood is gone, but it's still there. Right. It, but just in a different form mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. energy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hard for us to understand non-existence and existence, existence, moving to that and moving to that. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. Right. It's hard for us to understand that. Yeah. Well, existence comes from God. Um, it reminds you then of why, why Moses would talk about in Deuteronomy about God and say, he is your life. Hmm. Existence in him, you live and move and have your being. He gives existence to us. Our existence comes from his hmm. infinite life. Um, so God made everything out of nothing. But at the same time, there's an interesting difference in creation here in the way that God describes it in Genesis chapter 1. So, for instance, he starts in uh, chapter 1, verse 3. He says, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Um, Verse 6, God says, let there be a firmament. But then eventually God will get to... um, like uh, in verse 11 and talk to the land and he says, let the earth bring forth. So there's these differences between God speaking and things just appearing and then him almost addressing the, 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 the earth without any vegetation and telling the earth now to bring forth. Mm. So there's these two different types. God is the creator, but all of the stuff comes from what God made, but then he, tells the earth or he tells the seas we're told to to bring forth these creatures um and he he brings them forth um from the ground so there's there's different nuances here even in how god made the world these two different kinds of speech that we see god using so he does make all of matter from nothing but then after that on the following days we do see him uh commanding the earth and the sea to bring forth the vegetation, to bring forth the animals and the fish and the birds um, of the heavens. I think that's a helpful distinction a little bit to make mm-hmm. in whenever you read this text, that that, that is what's, um, that's what's going on. Any comments on that or? No. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Just file that away in the I'm junk drawer. <laughs> that's what yeah, we're in. This one. Um, so, but I mean, it kind of segues into the next, right? The next thing. Why then did he make man out of cre- uh, his creation, the dust of the earth? Okay. Because how could have man lived without something to live in? Right. You know. So so let's let's step back here real quick. Because God did make. So in a, right, we're told in Ecclesiastes, um, three nineteen through twenty, we're told for what happens to the children of man and what happens to the beast is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath, and man has no advantage over the beast for all his vanity 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 vanity. <laughs> all go to one place, all are from the dust, and to dust all mm-hmm. return. So in a sense, there's not a difference between man and beast in the sense in which we're both made from dust. Right. The difference is that God comes down and intentionally and intimately mm-hmm. forms man in a way that he doesn't yeah. Yeah. do so. He breathes life into them. 
Right. Personally, Personally gives yeah. them life. Yeah. Um, gives life to uh, to mankind. What does it mean to you guys to think about? I mean, do you ever reflect upon the fact that we we are made out of dirt? What should that do to our psyche about <laughs> our, about who we are as creatures? Um, because I think oftentimes we we can get uh, very big heads, but whenever we reflect upon the fact that for thousands of years people have lived and died and gone back to dust. Hmm. What does that do to us and how we live our lives and just make us think about who we are? I mean, yeah. the question being asked, like, why why did he make man out of the dust of the mm-hmm. earth? I don't think we really know the answer to that question. We don't really see that, but what we do see is that he did and that he created other things like that. But, I mean, if... I mean, what you just quoted from Ecclesiastes is also uh, said in Genesis chapter three, verse nineteen: "By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you mm. till you return to the ground, mm. for out of it you were taken. For you are dust, mm. and to dust you shall mm-hmm. return." I think yeah. it's, it's just humbling, mm-hmm. you know, to think that while we think that we are something special, we will ultimately end up back into the ground as mm-hmm. dirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just humbling. So I don't know if that's exactly why God did it the way he did right. it, but I think he's obviously found purpose in that. I, I, I could be walking into a landmine here, and I will accept that. Okay. Hopefully I'm not kicked out of the church when I do this. But <clears throat> I believe before the foundations of the world, Scripture tells us, God had a plan. It's an all-encompassing plan, an all-knowing plan. We can talk about free will and all that stuff within that plan. That's not my point in this, though, of where I'm going. But in all of God's plan, I think we see part of the plan unfolding really quickly, where if you ask the question, like, why did he form him out of dust? Well, part of that plan is because he's going to return to it. And you say, but yeah, but when he created man, he created him not to die. But, but he was going to sin. Like sin was, sin was going to happen. Sin was there. And because of sin, there was going to be death. And you were going to go back into the ground there. Like we, mm-hmm. like we see that. You're going back to be dust, which is humbling. But it also makes something very important, too, because we also believe in a resurrection. Mm-hmm. We believe in a resurrection of our bodies. And mm-hmm. so if there's a bodily resurrection, it seems really confusing. My body's going to be dust, though, again. Mm-hmm. That's no problem. That's no problem for God. Yeah. If you're his child, whoop, mm-hmm. that body's coming right that's coming right mm-hmm. back, right? I mean, he's he's going to make that and it's going to be back mm-hmm. to the style of the garden that was uncorrupted mm-hmm. and could last forever mm-hmm. apart from apart from sin. So I guess my mind just kind of goes to that when we when we see how these things are made, it's God didn't do it by accident. Mm-hmm. Oh, I made you from dust, and then Adam sinned, and he was like, "Man, I'm. You know what? I'm glad I made you from dust. You're actually going to go back now. Mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a right. good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just thought of that. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's how it really right. functioned and happened. So I don't know. I guess it just yeah. see it fitting together. That's good. I think it says a lot about God that He can take the most messiest, dirtiest mm-hmm. thing and make something so complex that has fingers." Mm-hmm. And synapses in the brain that functions as a whole, you know. I mean, we're four, <laughs> we're four amazing specimens <laughs> of this right here. I mean, he can do that out of dust. Yeah. 
I wonder too if there's something to be said again. This is I, this is me talking out loud. I hope that's yeah. how it's taken. But just you know the the things that he formed, and it didn't say let the earth sprout forth this. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. animals go back to dust, and these other mm-hmm. things that formed out of the earth kind of go back to dust. But the the rest of it, light and darkness and mm. the firmament, seem to seem to say there'll be a new heavens and a new earth. We know mm-hmm. that, that scripture speaks of that. But yeah, there could be this mindset if like okay, I did all that, but man, I'm gonna just bring forth as well. I don't know. There could be then this idea of, I don't know, I don't want to say special because I think there is a special thing when we talk about being made in the image of God, mm-hmm. but almost getting this mentality like in Babel, like with the Tower of Babel. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm equal to God almost in a sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't, again, yeah. I'm just speaking out loud, but yeah. there's something to be said that we were made from creation mm-hmm. um, right. that adds this humbling aspect know your place, kind of know your role <laughs> yeah. type of thing. It, it does highlight the connection that we have to the rest of creation. Um, man, right. it, man is described in chapter 1 as the pinnacle of creation. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the, high, the point of that, too, is, though, is that he has a connection with the rest of the animal life. And I think that perhaps in response to evolution and concerns that we're we don't we don't want to be quote tree huggers mm-hmm. um and no. so one of the problems though is, and i get that i i think we all want to maintain our distinctive identity as image bearers mm-hmm. um with with eternal souls but at the same time there is a real fellowship that you see that adam had with the animals right he he dwells in peace with all of them and we're told in the new heavens and the new earth there's going to be a restoration of this universal peace. And Paul says in Romans 8 that all of creation groans with longing for the revelation, the redemption of the sons of God. So there's this connection that whenever Adam fell, it, of course, destroyed the human race, but then it destroys the whole creative mm-hmm. order. That right. where creation, where before it was made to be a hab- habitable place, now we have hurricanes and tornadoes and blizzards. The earth thorns itself, and thistles. Thorns and thistles. <laughs> and it starts to cave in on itself to dist- swallow mankind almost now. Mm-hmm. And that is, I think, it highlights to us, though, the, that whenever Adam was, was to bring himself um, and to lead all of creation into uh, a beautiful relationship with the Creator, and ultimately, that's what Jesus Christ does. He redeems us, number one, but then he also is redeemed. He's the Savior of the whole. He's, he's bringing about a whole new heavens and new earth. Right. And that's going to be ushered in mm-hmm. at his second coming. And I think that's helpful to highlight our, our, our connection with the dirt highlights our connection, that we do have something. Yeah. And, you know, and sadly, I'm with you on that, because I think Christians take that for granted and abuse that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard you know Christians say, I can drive my car all at once. The stuff they're saying about the climate's not real. God wouldn't do that. Or just like these different things. And they like right. appeal to this thing that I just don't think scriptural. Right. Where we are supposed to take care right. of this place and respect that right. God did create it. Yeah. And so, and God gave us part of working it. And so right. we should take care of it as, as like, because I believe what you said, as the pinnacle of creation to take care of the animals, yeah. to take care of things, you know. It's not me going into liberal theology because I recycle. 
Right. Mm -hmm. Or because I think conservation of animals is wise to do. Mm. Or I drive an electric car, which I don't, but I'm just saying, you know, like, it's not a lack of faith in God or I'm afraid we're going to bring Armageddon Right. From man- no, but we could make it really bad right. on future generations right. well, of I mean, humans. Okay, so let's, we- let's be straight up, right? I, every, ever since I've been here, I've, ta- I've heard people say, yeah, don't eat the stuff that come- that's in the river. Yeah, right. Don't eat the fish that come out of the river mm-hmm. raisin. Right. Why? Well, because perhaps in the past they could have done a better job of, <laughs> of treating it. Of treating it. And, mm-hmm. and probably a lot of that was ignorance. I don't know. I don't know. The, but I'm just saying, like, that's, an ex- that's a practical example of yes, right. how that doesn't need to be that way. Yeah, and I think that you just look at extinction of animals because of right. man, you know. We, the dodo bird. <laughs> no, I, I just, you ever heard of the dodo Yes, I have. Okay. I have. Yeah. But I, I just think it of a lot. swallow rocks to help their Animals Stomachs. still do that. Did you yeah. know pheasants? Swallow, yeah, pheasants, yeah. pheasants do that. They would swallow rocks cows to chew. Do that too. Yeah. Pheasants do that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I watch wild crats. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, like where we would come in, you know, when we came in, buffalo, we like almost wiped them out, almost right. wiped buffalo because we didn't take care sure. of it well. Sure. Um, and other animals, we could probably say the same thing. Like right. we don't have those anymore because we use them to eat. Right. And people might have said, We'll be fine. Right. They'll always come back. And it's like, no, we, we need to take better care of that, you know. And that's not a bad thing to say. Right. I mean, it's so bad with the buffalo that now we have to serve chicken at buffalo restaurants. <laughs> buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I know. It's just like... So that's just a f- part of the fall. Just Hopefully in the new heavens and the new earth, Buffalo Wild Wings will literally serve <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> um, I like their chicken. It's yeah. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Buffalo's good. Okay. Um, so there is a difference, though, that whenever God does come to the dust of the earth, he, there's something distinct that he says in verse 26 of chapter 1, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So before he tells the, the the earth to bring forth these animals or the water, but now he says, "Let us go and make man in our image." Now, so there's a distinctive. God is personally involved in this in a way that is unique. Yeah. Um, and so that that does highlight man's man's uniqueness. God is like a he's like a potter, and he comes down and shapes us and fashions us. Um, yeah, I mean that's where David likeness. would say right in Psalm one thirty nine yeah. about he he knits us together and his. I mean, there's just seems there's this intimacy right that God has in creating man and giving us His image. That's just not attributed to anything else, right? And He breathes into man, breathes life into man, and then and then we see in the garden He communes with man. Mm-hmm. I mean, He comes down mm-hmm. and talks right. with Adam and Eve, and right there's this relationship we we don't have where He comes down and talks to the lions and to the dogs and to mm-hmm. that stuff, or comes to the trees. Right? He, no, He's He's talking and communing with right. with man. Right? Do you think Adam barked to the dogs whenever he was? Yeah, and he was like. <laughs> Like Doctor Doolittle, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> Adam was Doctor. Do- He's the original Doctor. The original Doctor Doolittle, <laughs> or it could be like on Zookeeper. They can yeah. really speak English. Could be that, like Madagascar. They probably all spoke English. Uh, yeah. Anyways, oh. are those mischievous penguins? <laughs> they Snap out of it. They eventually got away from everybody and found their own. It's continent. been nice serving with you, boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? There's four of them, aren't there? Yeah. We could be the penguins for Halloween. That's what we should do. Oh my goodness. 
So Martin Luther says real quick, God formed him, talking about man, from a clod as a potter forms a pot out of clay with his hands. So God comes down, puts eternity in our heart, shapes us, and uh, gets his hands dirty, so to speak, and comes down and makes us in his image to reflect his glory. So now the, sec- the next part as we move along here is not only did he make mankind male as far as sex is concerned, but he also made the human race woman. And that comes in chapter 2. Um, well, I mean, we are told about man and woman in verse 27 that um, he created them male and female, he created them. But then eventually we are told in chapter 2, a uh, more detailed account of the creation of uh, the woman from the man. And the woman we read in verse 21 of chapter 2, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. And I think we can all say a woman after hearing that. Um, <laughs> I so, knew that was going to happen. Know, I knew uh, that was going to happen. Um, so God takes Adam and takes her from, takes Eve, the woman, from the side, the rib of Adam. Why didn't God, I mean, this is speculation, why didn't God just speak again or just go down and form another out of, clot, dust. out of dust and say, here's the woman. Or why did he not just speak and say, you know, something, but why does he go to Adam, put him to sleep, pull, sur- do surgery, take a rib out and form it? In? Why does he do it that way? What does that teach us? I think that's a good, <laughs> I think that's a good tough question. And you, yeah, what you said, the speculation thing, I think we have to understand that that is there. Because we, before when we were talking about this, before we were recording we can go to a lot of passages in the new testament that will reference authority things will reference um things within marriage just stuff just stuff like that that uh gets into some deeper waters i would say than maybe what this question is really asking i don't know if the the person who asked this question if that's that's what they were wanting to get into, mm, right. right? Of why? Because right. I think God could have formed woman from dirt, right? And we could still have the same authority passages that we have and things. Right. I think that could probably right. still happen, mm-hmm. but yet He didn't. He uh, correct. There could be an intimacy there yeah. between man and woman yeah. that makes it. Mm-hmm. I think before more you even get into questions like that, though, I mean, verse you. What we've already said is like asking questions of God, why did you do this? I mean, we also have passages in the New Testament of can the, mm. can the clay look back at the potter and say, why have you made me this? Right. You know, we don't know. But we do see in verse 24 and 25 when it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. I think there's an image kind of being catered to there, the idea yeah. that... Eve literally was made from Adam's flesh, and they are in a one flesh relationship. Mm. And so I think that's just kind of being built upon maybe that language of using one flesh. Mm. And so if Eve in the creation being created out of Adam's rib, not out of dust, Mm. to support this idea that when 
when a man and a woman come together in marriage, they are literally one flesh. Mm. I, that's just speculation, but I, I, I think it's hard to, to see that apart from each other because they're right next to each and, other. And that you know? would be then why, like, Paul in Ephesians 5 says, whenever a man loves his wife, he loves, loves himself. himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. He, whenever he looks at her, he should see that one fleshness. Um, the idea that when, when you are married to someone, there is this connection right. that is unlike any other connection that you will ever have mm-hmm. in your entire life. Right. Um, the kind of closeness and one fleshness that should exist between a husband and his wife. We've talked about that a little right. bit right. on other podcasts, but right. it's uh, just the idea of, I mean, I've heard people speculate about like, like if if like men have like one less rib, like that's questions I've heard right. youth ask before and stuff like that. Right. Just out of that, but that's just pure yeah. uh, speculation that people would think that. But right. it's that I'm trying to get across that it's that kind of completion in a right. sense of mm-hmm. like these two things just fit together. Mm-hmm. They are meant to be together. Right. I feel like I should stop talking now. Marriage but, hurts because <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm just uh, keep going, Scott. No, we want to keep leading you along. I'm, I'm, I'm rambling. And I sound like a moron. <laughs> no, you don't. No, you're good. Um, also, what's interesting is we don't ever read that God like went to the cow and said, "Lay down, bull. I'm going to pull a rib from you and make the." Yeah. You know, make a heifer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we don't ever read that, right? Mm-hmm. This is distinct. And I think one of the things that highlights is the unity of the human race. Mm-hmm. There's a unity to the whole of humanity. Remember, uh, Paul says in Acts 17 that from one man, he made all people. Because all the other creatures were made man, male and female. And it seems like they were made distinct. We're not told about this unique way that he made woman from the man. They were just a pair. Uh, but now man and woman are are intimately connected, so much so that one is literally taken from the other. God takes this clot, so to speak, takes it out here and creates two. And from that we are so there's just a um it just highlights the unity of, of the whole of the whole human race. And also it highlights the fact that why we believe that mankind was represented by the first man. So when the old doctrine of um that whenever Adam fell, we all fell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there's a really even creational basis for that because we are all literally made from the same clump of dirt. Yeah. We are all taken from Adam. We can all trace ourselves back to that one man. Mm-hmm. And then that highlights why it's so wonderful that Jesus Christ would come and to out of that clump of dirt now, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit comes and takes it and creates a new Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, but he still takes that same flesh and you know, that same clump, so to speak, was taken from Mary, yeah. the Virgin Mary's womb, and uh, created to, uh, to, 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 it was, uh, Jesus was conceived that way, and therefore to save us from our, from our sins. Um, so she's literally taken from the man. She is bone of his bones, flesh of his flesh. So she is the same substance, the same essence, the same uh, nature as man. And it seems like this would highlight her dignity. Um, she equally partakes of the divine image with man. And I really like this, this uh, quote from Matthew Henry um, that he says here. He says, the woman was made of a rib out of the side of Adam, not made out of his head to rule over him, nor out of his feet to be trampled upon by him, but out of his side to be equal with him, under his arm to be protected, and near his heart to be beloved. Um, that's a helpful 
image. Yeah. See, and they'll like, preach. Yeah, and seeing like, <laughs> like quotes like that are are good, but again, I think there's speculation within those quotes. Like sure. what he's saying is good, and it. Like, okay, right. I like that. Like right. I, I like what it says, but I mean, you can't necessarily take that as scripture to say, thus that's why God did it, so mm-hmm. she could be close to His heart. I mean, I I don't know. I again, I think it's very pretty, and I would say, right. I agree with it even. Right. But that just goes into the speculation. Sure. I just want to remind everybody sure. of that, right? Just so we're careful to stick with what Scripture gives us and to not go into it mm-hmm. too much. Right. I'll just throw that in the junk drawer. Um, I'll get rid of that quote. Um, <laughs> that should be the new, the new should, name. Maybe we should this. rename the podcast. <laughs> it's just the junk, the junk drawer. drawer. That's right. This is the junk drawer. <laughs> People are probably wondering why. Well, this is the <laughs> Yeah. But I just yeah. it's because Spencer labeled this in his drunk drawer, his the podcast. I, I he said in my junk drawer kind of is the podcast. I included that in a conceptual category. It's <laughs> kind of a labeled catch, a catch-all, drawer. a catch-all category. Okay. Why not miscellaneous? <laughs> Do you have a miscellaneous drawer at your house? <laughs> yeah, a junk drawer. Yeah, it's a junk drawer. <laughs> okay. I have a couple junk drawers. <laughs> <laughs> So there is unity in the human race. There's at the same time there's distinction between man and woman. They are uh unique in their uh sex, but they are uh equal in essence and in uh dignity. Um lastly, why not just speak them into being? So why wouldn't God just create them by speaking um into being directly the way he did everything else? I get I think he could have, but I'll reference again the psalm that David wrote, just being knit together mm-hmm. in your mother's mm-hmm. womb, he says in the 139th psalm. And, and so uh, there's this intimacy and there's this specialness of God creating man and man and woman. Yeah. And that goes throughout all mankind, of all of us being created in this special way. And so it should give us this respect hmm. and this honor of humans of human beings right um, that sadly gets taken advantage of a lot right that we play down a lot uh, but i think it's something that we really have to think seriously about in all facets in all facets facets of life from from conception all the way to death and i mean for me i'm even thinking more so recently about when a person dies still respecting the body that was made like how do how do we do that well um Mm -hmm. and what should we do and how do we handle that and again i don't know if there's like hard and fast rules scripturally to that stuff but i still think we should honor Mm -hmm. and 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 show Mm -hmm. it some some respect that Mm -hmm. it's that it's due right um to me more so than other things like i know people who love animals don't don't like necessarily what I'm going to say, but to me, there's a there's a difference mm-hmm. there and how I handle that, you know, um, because because of this, because God specially made yeah. human, right, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of love that went into creating us, mm-hmm. opposed to you know, like the animals of the fields right. and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air, <clears throat> like. For him to actually form us with his hands, mm-hmm. there's a certain care uh, and creativity, mm-hmm. a more detailed creativity mm-hmm. that he put into us. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and I, then to even go one step farther, 
and have his Holy Spirit breathe life into us, mm-hmm. you know, and add the element of a soul, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. you know. One of the things I think um, is good to, good to point out, which you 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 uh, um, mentioned that God made us with His own hands, and I and I think that's the way the imagery is kind of being said. But when we say that, we're not saying that God literally has hands, right? Right. right. Correct. And I yes. think, yes. yeah, but we are saying, but that He that He made us in such a way as if He did have physical yeah. hands, yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, it's, it shows yeah. the intimacy, the. Yeah. The precision, the image bearing nature. You probably, we, we can't create anything really without appendages. You know what I mean? I mean, there could be somebody without arms and legs who thinks things Mm -hmm. in that, but it's going to be hard for them to actually make it Mm -hmm. without their appendages, right? Right. To to be able to do that, they can instruct somebody how to do it. Yeah, I mean, but again, Hook they're probably going to have a computer with a yeah, 3D printer. Or right, you're going to you know? have that thing. <laughs> but, Spencer, but no, like, we, we do need to get a 3D printer here. <laughs> yeah, I have access to one. If you need one, oh, I have. But I, <laughs> but even like, I think of like computer programmers and these people who are right. creating that. They're yeah. they're using their hands to Correct. type. They're doing this. They're, sure. they're yep. thinking these things out. Right. Yep. There's right. still this yep. aspect of that. Yeah. And so, almost an artistry. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. And so when when we when it's penned for us to think about that, that just helps it yep. make sense to us, mm-hmm. you know, more. Uh, and I, I'm thankful for that for those types yeah. of things. And um, I, I, we need to think more about that, just as the human race, just in mm. general, of being made in the image of God, mm. with especially the how tumultuous life is right now, and it's really sad to mm. see how people treat people hmm. uh, with very little respect or dignity um and it's sad where you know again the history nerd thing coming out but just when you look at the beginning of america and how opponents handled each other hmm. you know and they would they were they were scared to even talk negative about their opponent necessarily like that was going to be unheard of for a while without printing a retraction later or something because that was the dignified thing to do because you're you still want to hold them with respect and honor even though you want to beat them you know what i mean they have duels back then and shoot each other yeah yeah (laughs) i know well no you're right wild west no No, i'm pretty sure no that's how alexander (laughs) no you're exactly right but i'm just saying there was still this honor and respect, it seemed, in, in words and how you treated people and treated others. <laughs> right. Even if deep down they didn't feel that way and they wanted, but mm-hmm. they still did that. And there was just this respect there, um, mm-hmm. this respectful thing. And we don't see that as much today with being able to just throw things out online mm-hmm. with no recourse mm-hmm. or to ever even see that person in person before, yeah. to ever even talk to that person. Right. We're so quick to do that. And to me, it shows this lack of respect yeah. for the fact that whatever you think of that person and whatever they've done, they were made in the image of God. Yeah. They were. And as Christians of all people, we should respect and honor that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, hmm. and mm-hmm. I, I, I could go to so many realms that I don't mm-hmm. want to get into, <laughs> but I, we could probably talk about all those realms. And I feel like I would have a thought to say, Yes, but then you could still do this to respect that life. Yeah. Right. Even if this is the final judgment, you should then respect it this yep. way. Kind of like, you know, when you go back to the Old Testament and they would kill the king. It might have been a just war. 
do you need to drag them through the street and pin them on the wall? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like, I, mean, I would say, I don't know if that's respecting the fact that he was made in the image of God. Like, I, I just right. that kind of stuff, right? Where right. We, might, we could get right. into that. Right. How do we do that? Right. Right. That. Could just hit him with a cane. What? <laughs> cane and Abel? <laughs> no, was it? Uh, I don't I'm know lost. where it's from. <laughs> well, there, there was a senator or a house of rep- oh, representative. Oh, yeah. That was like hit, s- hit someone with a cane. That was like some Charles Sumner. Yeah, that was. Yeah, there was a. Yeah. I remember. Oh, see, was we, in it's like the only thing I remember. That was in from Congress. History. Yeah, we need, we yeah. need that kind of politics. Back. Yeah. They, now, that we, literally now that we have whack. TV, I would, watch, I would watch every single Senate here. It was some know? guy from <laughs> South Carolina because like, his relative, I think, had been disrespected or something by like a guy from Massachusetts. And so he went up there and caned him. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yep. yeah. I didn't know all the See, details. Thank yeah. you. They yeah. knew how to work out their differences. <laughs> right. There you go. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Um, Raisin cane. <laughs> that would be one form of it. Um, real quick, uh, Psalm 8, the very end there, is, it says, When I consider your fa- heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? You have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. So that the psalmist there is amazed that God would be mindful of us, mm. made from the dirt, and yet he makes us in his image, mm. gives us uh, eternal souls, puts eternity in our heart, and calls us to um, seek for him. And uh, so, yeah, it's a wonderful privilege. Well, and we to be made see, I mean, yeah, sorry. and we see the specialness of it and the fact that Jesus came. Right. Mm-hmm. He did. Man. He did not take the form of angels. Right. No. Mm-hmm. Or of an animal or of a right. tree. Right. Right. Or of anything else. Right. He came in the form of a, of a baby and, mm-hmm. and a man grew and grew and all this. Right. So something special to that. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Okay. Well, let's wrap it up. Um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. Um, we hope it's been beneficial. We thank you so much for the questions. Um, it's provided some good discussion and uh, hopefully some, some reflection and thought-provoking uh, ideas uh, for you at home as well. Thanks so much. Take care. And God bless. God bless.